Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Salt and Shadows. Trace the salt, embrace the shadow. Hi, Diana. Hey, Courtney. Cheers. We've got fancy beverages poured. The altar is set. Our joints are lit. And we are here to talk through our very first podcast episode, help you get to know us a little bit, know what the podcast is going to be about, help us settle our own nerves, because did you know that it is nerve-wracking to record a podcast? I have no idea what you're talking about. I'm (laughs) so fine right now. (laughs) I'm completely fine. Yes, I am fine, fine. Fine, (laughs) fine. I'm just fine, fine. (laughs) That's exactly how fine we are, you guys. We're fine, fine. Fine, fine. <coughs> Let's start with these fine questions that we have curated for you today. <laughs> these will help you get to know us deeply. Very deeply. <laughs> Trying to keep it both light and deep. That's what we're all about. Sounds good to me. Oh. Yes, so the first question we're going off of, just fun and light. Here it is, fancy beverage of choice. Fancy beverage of choice. Okay. I'm going to go with White Russian. Oh, really? A White Russian? Yeah. Say more. Why is it your favorite? It's just so, like, easy and comfortable. Mm. For the people that may not know, and my uh, five-year sober of alcohol brain, please, I loved White (laughs) Russians. I remember that I loved White Russians, but can you remind me what they are? (laughs) I think it's mainly, like, Kahlua. Kahlua and rum, is it? Okay. I'm not a bartender. Yeah. I want to be, but I am not. Okay. But I think it's Kahlua and rum. And that makes sense to me because I love coffee. So, yeah. Yeah. That sounds big. It's easy to drink. I'm I'm not good at alcohol. So, <laughs> yeah. It's easy. Yeah. I wasn't good with alcohol either, which is yeah. why I quit drinking it. Yeah. <laughs> In other words, I should be sober, ladies and gentlemen. What's your <laughs> that favorite is not, <laughs> That is not what I'm saying. No, no, no. That's me saying it. <laughs> My favorite fancy beverage of choice is, I'm going to say right now, these ones that we are drinking and sipping, it's this Belvoir Fruit Farms Elderflower and Rose Lemonade. It's amazing. Bubbling with real elderflower and rose extract. My friend Chloe, shout out to Chloe, hey girl. Hey Chloe. (laughs) She just brought these over the other day and I was like, where the heck did you get these? And she was like... Fred Meyer, soda aisle, top shelf. There they are. They're delicious. Top shelf. Top, they're top <laughs> shelf. That's how good they of a bubbly, are. bubbly beverage they are. Okay, now we're going to go controversial. Whew. Pizza toppings? Pizza toppings. Okay. Sauerkraut. Hold on. <laughs> are you being serious? Yeah. Oh my god! You just <laughs> threw me for a whole loop. Sauerkraut on your pizza? Yeah, absolutely. Depends <laughs> on the pizza. Okay, yeah. Depends the, on the pizza. Of course it does. So say more. Yeah. Like, what the fuck else is on this pizza? <laughs> okay, so this is a whole story. I'll keep it short. Okay. So I lived in Idaho, and when I lived there, there was a pizza location that would make a ballpark pizza. So it had, like, this mustard sauce. And then it had, like, these, like, cut-up kielbasa on it. And then sauerkraut on it. And I loved it. And I've never been able to find it since then. Um, 
but now it's like I also have had my nutrition kick of knowing how beneficial sauerkraut could be to yeah. like your gut health and things like that. Right. And I began adding it to many different things, but pizza was just like a natural thing after that. Wow. Yeah. I am so blown away. That's really cool. I, I have my own like story slash journey with fermented foods in general, because I also, uh, with a background as a nutritional therapist, I do know the importance of fermented foods for the gut. And I have always thought they were disgusting and gross. I mean, yeah, it's literally like things fermenting and I'm supposed to eat it. What? Ew. <laughs> and so I've been on this process of trying to really actually like sauerkraut and Mm -hmm. I even shared it on my Instagram story over the years of me like sipping the juice starting to sip the juice and then like putting like tiny little like a tablespoon or half a tablespoon a bit at the time oh interesting and yeah it is interesting what I find interesting is like fast forward all this time I'm trying to work on eating less dairy and so I'm putting and I still eat dairy don't get me wrong but I've been putting sauerkraut on my breakfast in the morning that's mm-hmm. one way that I'm incorporating it and I shit you not it tastes like cheese when it's mixed in with like my eggs and my hash my like potatoes and the hash veggie hash that I make in the morning like oh, cool. I swear like the texture the taste it for me I'm just like is this cheese and it's sauerkraut crazy yeah well that's awesome yeah I love how that, like, was just yet another thing that brought us together. <laughs> yes. Strange things that come up between us of, like, wait a second, I have a sauerkraut story, too. Oh, my gosh. For the first time in my life, I feel so accepting of sauerkraut and not repulsed by that pizza you shared. I am actually shocked that I'm about to say this, but I'm... You I would try it. I would want to try that pizza. I would try that pizza. We I don't even... recreate it. Okay. And make it. Yeah. In a way, in a form that you can have that would make you, you know, gluten-free and everything like right, that. Right, right, right. Um, and yeah, we should totally do that. And that then we can s- talk about it again at <laughs> our last episode of the season. <laughs> Stay tuned, y'all. Stay tuned. Okay, that means that it's my turn for controversial pizza toppings. I mean, I'll just come out and say it. I like pineapple on my pizza. What? Hate me or love me? I like it. I'm fine with it. I don't hate it like people do. I know there's people that say you either love it or hate it. Yeah. I don't love it or hate it. I'm actually just whatever about it. Oh, cool. Yeah. Ne- neutral pineapple pizza person. Yeah. I actually like it oh, on my burgers. A... I could get on that for sure. On a Teriyaki burger. burger any day. Teriyaki burger 100. Yeah. Definitely. I can totally. Yeah. It's hard to get it though, like at a burger point place. I love burgers mm-hmm. and it's, it's really messy. I don't know. It's just not like my go-to burger, but it I. It is incredibly messy. <laughs> yes. Oh my god! But if we can shout out some local burger places, both Hal's and Skagit Valley Burgers have one. Those are my fucking favorite <laughs> places. Those are my two favorite burger yeah. places. Uh, and I mean, we'll go with the local chain. We do live in Skagit Valley after all. Lots of great local mom pa shops and also lots of chains. Red Robin has a decent teriyaki chicken burger. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. we're just gonna sprinkle in as many locals as we can yes yes that's another thing we're really excited about with this podcast is being able to shout out local more local businesses and bring the community together that's one intention we have setting forth here absolutely um so my background courtney this is courtney speaking Uh, my background is in self-care. I have a, a very big background. I started out in 
what, where did I start out? I went to school for culinary arts. I became a personal trainer. I became a certified yoga instructor. I became a nutritional therapist. Um, I've been tumbling down this rabbit hole of spiritual awakening and what that means to me and just kind of wrapped it all up into this little pretty bow of self-care and stress management. And Diana here is a tarot practitioner and I'm so impressed. Will you, I can't speak for you, but would you just share a little bit about your journey with the tarot because you've been studying it for so long but not at the same time. Right. I Perception. Right. <laughs> right. I mean, it, it came into my life when I was ready to see it. And I had already made a huge shift within my life to take it back from a marriage that was going nowhere. And so I was already in a place of rebuilding and I just began rebuilding all of the main structures of my life, including my spiritual care and practice, because I had um, a background that was not healthy or supportive of those things. And when I started seeing tarot and became curious of it, I actually pursued it and checked it out instead of, you know, holding myself back or talking myself out of it, which in the past I would have done. I started learning about it and it felt so incredibly natural and intuitive. It it literally felt like the language I already speak in my heart. Mm, I love that. And I, I felt like I was being seen because it was speaking the same language. So the, I started <clears throat> immediately into a path of understanding and educating myself on it because I had so much healing that I needed to experience. And this was the first time I had found something that felt that it was actually healing me Mm -hmm. and um, giving me an ability to see myself in a way I could never see myself before Mm -hmm. as well. And remembering my strengths, remembering my courage and bringing me back to my own intuitive navigation instead of feeling like I was just having everything happening to me it gave me this sense of power within myself again where I I felt confident Mm. and it just kind of went from there and, and really just I made tarot my life in many ways because it felt like what I was already trying to live for so long and was this like five years ago yeah it was well it was five years ago that I began my journey. Okay. So, yeah. Have you ever heard it called the Tarot or Tarot? Um, I've heard others say it that are usually older traditional practitioners. Mm. Um, and I, I noticed that many different people have like their own ways of pronouncing different things that yeah, they've learned. Of course. And it's like, yeah, cool. Yeah, I had a very wise friend and practitioner also ask me this summer, she was like, you work with the tarot? And I was like, do I like tarot? I'm <laughs> like, I could not understand what she was saying. And so... <laughs> what is this word? Yeah, just always different pronunciations and things. I just thought I'd ask. And I'm also curious, like, 
Because for me, when I first picked up the tarot, way back, this had to have been probably like 2013, before I really even started working with Oracle cards, I picked up a little deck at a place in Seattle off of, <clears throat> excuse me, off of Roosevelt, and I, I just, I don't know why I, this memory is really distinct in my head, but I was taking a bath. And I've always loved the bath. <laughs> so I was taking the bath. I had the, it was like a tiny little deck and I had it. Oh, cause I think I had stumbled across my roommates. My roommate had one. She was tra- tra- uh, traveling slash living abroad in Africa at the time. And when I had messaged her about finding it, she was like, please don't touch my cards. Like I, you should definitely look into them. And oh, if you sure. feel called, like get your own. And I remember being so put off. I was like, <laughs> but but something within me I can't touch them <laughs> yeah like what but something within me knew like I didn't res- like as put off as I was I'm surprised to be honest thinking back to that time in my life like I'm a little surprised that I didn't disrespect her wishes and just look because I didn't sure. understand and I was a really disrespectful individual when I didn't know better I think we all yeah. have phases like that, yeah, absolutely. Or parts of our lives like that, yeah. and because when you don't know better, you can't do better. But right. anyway, I had an intuitive inkling. I didn't do it. I went and picked up a deck of my own, sitting in the bathtub, reading it, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Like, this is like, <laughs> I was like, I do not have the time to, re- to learn a whole new language. Like, this does not make sense to me in any way, shape, or form, but I also knew at that time that... I would come back to it at another time. I just, like, it just didn't feel like the right time. Right. Like, it's just not in alignment right now. Yeah. It's not in a place for it. Which was really, really interesting. Mm -hmm. Because I think that was probably a good few months, if not upwards of a year, before I actually went traveling and learned more about tarot and then oracle cards as well. Mm -hmm. I almost feel it. Those, like, small decisions that we, we don't even really see in the moment are, like, those karmic decisions we've already made. It's like, I know my timing. I know this isn't it. And I naturally know it'll come back to me. And, like, we just accept it. And then later we go, wow, how did I see that within myself? How did I just accept it and move forward? Right. It's awesome. It is. It's really awesome to reflect on these little pockets within ourself. And I love thinking on those times, too. It's like helps us flex our trust muscle for like our our own trust muscle within ourselves for the universe spirit other people whatever it is to think back on these moments of like okay when did I support myself through something similar like this before or where in my life have I let go or even just those little rememberings like in this moment of remembering being that individual and being surprised by Mm -hmm. just accepting where I was at in that moment yeah fascinating for sure yeah I think I got into self-care. <clears throat> oh, well, I guess I already explained like the the pretty bow of my professional life, but specifically more so, I think it was like an intuitive this this life path has led me here due to my childhood circumstances of just really being able I just so specifically remember as a kid being able to tell that nobody around me was genuinely happy. Mm-hmm. And that deeply bothered me. Like, I wanted my mother to be able to look me in the eyes and just tell me that she wasn't okay instead of smiling through her pain and telling me that everything was fine when I knew damn well it wasn't because she was an alcoholic and my life was deeply affected by her decisions. But yet she was like, 
and I understand she wanted to uphold this mm-hmm. story and this space for me as her child to thrive and live a happy life that she so desperately wanted to be able to provide sure. and couldn't um, and didn't know how to because and for many many reasons um and it's just so fascinating the different ways that like our life paths lead us to these spaces because I would have like for so long I was like happiness it's all about happiness being truly happy I have the fucking word happiness tattooed on my body and then realizing like but it's so much more it's like I love um the term self-reverence versus self-care also is a new exploration and Oh, lost my train of thought there for a second, but other terms will come back to me. <laughs> yeah, self-observation mm-hmm. is something, and self-neutrality. Mm, neutrality, neutrality is such a big one. Yeah, really, Ooh. like, when when, there, when you have such a grip on what you feel you have to show up as, attempting to just bring it to a neutral place is something that I'm... I feel is, is helping me out of those spaces that I just naturally seem to go to in those times. If I bring it back to a place of, I don't have to show up as anything specific. Yeah. Don't even have to show up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still choose to show up, but just taking that there is no have to or should be. Yeah. Is, it seems to be giving me a place to reset. Mm, I really like that. We're definitely going to be getting into those t- that topic yeah. deeper in other episodes. Absolutely. Um, I think what I was kind of going on with, like, self-reverence was also just thinking, like, happiness. I didn't know that it would lead to, like, the depths of joy, which lead to the depths of pain, which lead to, like, like wanting to live a truly happy life is actually wanting to live a life that of authenticity and truth and all of these things that I would never have never known yet I've had this like very deep inner compass guiding me from my childhood um yeah I'm just very fascinated with the rhythms of life and that that lead us to where we're at yeah I think that's something that, that both of us joined in with our purpose and our values is it came from this underlying need to know why things were happening the way they were around us and why the people around us and our caretakers were responding to them in the way that they were. And just like you shared about your mother, you know, we, we can look back and understand they did the best that they could. However, through that, we also experienced it. We right. learned from it. And there's a better way now. <clears throat> this is not to take away from anything that they already attempted. This is to start evolving into a place where we're actually functioning and recovering from things that didn't meet the mark. And it's so fascinating because it's so it's such it feels like a double-edged sword. It's so challenging both to <clears throat> be able to understand like my mo- my mother did the best she could and I can see her in that now. Sure. But it fucking took me a long time to not be the wounded child anymore that was fucking pissed that I didn't get the time, the attention that I needed and deserved as a child. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's like, it's both and. It's mm-hmm. those dual, the dual, dual reality that we are constantly living in and yeah. Yeah. 
Which is all more of what we're going to be talking about in further episodes as well. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely what part of that I would say too. Again, like that is what this podcast was born out of the yes. dual dual reality, the du- duality of reality. That's what I'm trying to say. The duality of reality because it's easy for you to say. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's ma- make it a tongue twister or a sticker. Hashtag or a sw- hashtag. hashtag duality of reality. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that brings us straight into values. Let's share more about our values and using our values as a compass for our lives. I think our values right off the top would be out of mutual respect for each other and basically all life present. Trying to find some connection between all of what is living and deserves recognition. Yeah. I, for me, that's reminding me coming back to like the self reverence and, and that help ties you into that reverence for yourself, ties you back into the reverence of life. And I seriously get caught up thinking about this all the time, that that's like the biggest disconnect in our world today. Like we literally, like you look at animals and you see, bacon, beef, and pork, or, like, whatever. <laughs> Just named two animals and three different types of meat. <laughs> but Salmon. Yeah. You see, it's like you see money and profit and resources <laughs> instead of life. And when we don't honor the circle of life, we, we get caught up in these fears and these ruts. And that's, yeah. Yeah. And honoring the circle of humanity. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yes. And what that looks like. And recognizing also from a very humble place from both of us that we are absolutely walking right next to you learning this every step of the way as well. Because that is why we are here. This path, holding these values, wanting to bridge these differences between us sometimes can feel like hell and it's incredibly hard at times to know how to not just want to separate and want to keep dividing and avoiding these topics because it's easier that's the that's the easy path absolutely it absolutely is easier and we also don't know what it looks like Mm. because we've never seen it to build the bridge and hold the space absolutely yeah Hey everyone, if you like what you're hearing today, you can access a free download that we created called the Damaged Daughters Download, Five Characteristics of a Damaged Daughter. Courtney, what does that even mean? Well, we realize that we have a lot in characteristics, I guess you will say, that we share. And we've decided to dissect them, to go deeper, to offer you a guide as your safe passage within your own self. And it has many different layers. We've kind of fused self-care and tarot. Those are our specialties. And it just takes you through some different energies. Does this sound like you? If so, now what? Try this self-care support tip. And if you want to go deeper, here is how. Yeah, absolutely. And especially if you are new to either self-care or tarot, it really gives you a little preview of 
how these things work in succession, of how to understand yourself better and really develop a better relationship with yourself. So you can head over to either of our link in bio on Instagram where you can get the goods and find your flow. Now back to the show. I think we're also in that we are, I really love that we're creating a space to take ourselves as professionals in our fields and our communities to take ourselves off the pedestal and be here, like we're saying, learning with our community side by side and lifting each other up, raising each other up, understanding each other. And it's like community over competition. It's like, there is no more competition. It's not me against you. It's, it's, yeah. We're bringing down that wall of needing to go up against each other and understanding that you may feel what you're feeling and they may feel what they're feeling and both matter. Both are just as valid. Right. And what we need now is recognition of that, self-responsibility that we hold our own values, and learning how to start responding to each other in a way that is inclusive and loving and not pushing away from each other. I think it's really important, too, for people to learn how to understand what their values are and to check themselves, which is why I do offer that space in my foundational well-self course of building a self-care foundation for yourself which Diana has gone through with me, which I really appreciate. Yes, yes. Um, because it's hard. It's hard to define, like, what are your values? They they become a compass for your life. And then to, uh, like, say, okay, like, my values are, like, joy, adventure, community, and ease. And those are fun words to just, like, have. But when you sit with that and be like, okay, what does joy mean? Mm-hmm. Like I was saying, it it turns out it actually means exploring the depths of like pain and trauma and fear in order to be able to truly experience your birthright that is joy. Yeah. Sometimes I also want to say it's both and like you can feel joy without having to feel the pain too. Yeah. But yeah. Just the different layers and possibilities where we're shown that there should only be, you know, one or the other choice or possibility. Right. You choose between typically two options in either direction as you keep going and moving forward. And what we are trying to bring this into, this dynamic of it's all of them. Yeah. It's everything. And that's okay. Yes. We don't have to fear it. Yeah. And how to learn to continuously show up and pivot with yourself because we're all evolving. We're all healing. We're all growing. And I think we all are ready after the year 2020 to really truly see some fucking shifts and change and different structure. And that's really what we want to bring here with you. So do you, Diana, have, do you have specific values in your life? Like, do you want to name just like one or three or what those mean to you? Break them down a little. One or three? Okay. One, only one or three. We're going, we're going on numbers today. <laughs> well, I'm also not trying to put it in the polarities we literally just said. We're dismantling. <laughs> <laughs> this is not about duality. Give me two of your favorite values. <laughs> or favorite. Just, or just what your values are. <clears throat> I can also go in deeper to what the ones I said mine are, if needed or wanted. You know, why don't you dive into that and give me a second to kind of gather what I want to say? Yeah, totally. Um, well, there's joy 
and like I said, holding that up to what that really means to me and how to get that and using it as a compass for my life has held a lot more depths than I realized. Um, I kind of switched the A between authenticity and adventure. (laughs) I think authenticity raises up and comes up through all of my values. And I am required to be an authentic person if I'm going to honor my values. Um, But adventure, like having, I guess, joy. Yeah, that's okay. I'm just like talking this out in my process. Every time I come up and I'm like, adventure, adventure is joy. So that's like where I put that. And authenticity, authenticity is what my A usually stands for okay and it's that truth and that honoring of myself and honoring the the real truth of the world and learning how to accept reality and that there comes in my zen being a zen student and practicing Mm -hmm. that and and then community of course um community means everything to me and it started with realizing how much family meant to me and then family wounds led me to realizing how much friends mean to me and just realizing that we're never alone. Like this whole planet operates on humans helping humans in some way or another. And I want to really focus in, especially on my local community. And that's another reason why you and I connected so deeply is we do want to tap into our local community and help make these shifts and these waves happen. And in doing that and having platforms such as this, encouraging others to be in their local communities as well. And that I think that is a really at least I have a vision of like a nice healthy spread of the, of a realistic way that we can shift the globe. Um, and then ease is my last one inspired by my friend Amber and it's just letting things flow. And that's the, like that has ended up being a journey through like ego and release and surrender and just noticing where are things flowing, like, and where is their resistance and learning how to be able to, like I'm saying, surrender and shift and go continue to let things be easy. Um, I'm just going to leave it at that for now. I'm sure we'll go into the depths of that later because it's not like easy, easy. I don't mean easy in the thing like, oh, that's easy. (laughs) Just as in like, I don't, the only, the words that are coming up just keep being surrender and release with that, with that ease. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I would probably second everything that you mentioned too, because there is so much necessity for all of it. Um, I would say in a lot of ways for myself, allowance Mm. has been something I'm really taking the time to focus on. And it starts with myself. It starts with allowance of letting go of all of these ideas or expectations I hold myself to, um, both with my, not both, but with my business, with my children, with our family, um, having those things that bring me back to understanding that it's all going to happen in its own time and in its own space and trying to control it is really just not helping me. It was really <laughs> shutting down my ability to be able to flow with whatever was happening. Because, I mean, that's just how it is. You bring human beings together in a family, in a group, and 
there are things that you're all learning at different times and you're balancing that and learning and understanding how to allow yourself to experience all of it mm. and not hold yourself to some type of impossible standard is such a big thing. It's so big. And it's releasing perfectionism and people-pleasing, that sense of control. For sure. Ah! For sure. And it also gave me this like release of feeling this pressure of, I had to have the right things to say for every type of situation mm. that could come up and, you know, just getting myself in this place of like this mental routine that I could just respond to everything out of and, and get comfortable mm. um, and feel like I was doing a good job when really I, I just needed us all to be able to be exactly what we were in whatever moment we were in. Mm. And that's beautiful. It is beautiful and so hard. Right. That's what, that's probably why I think it's beautiful. Or what where I find beauty in that is you rising to the challenge and really facing that head on. Yeah. Well, allowance is not what we exist in right now. Mm-hmm. And because it's the hard decision, allowing people to just be means you can't, you know, always plan and have this comfortable place and zone and flow. And so it was, I feel it's been avoided for so long. And now we're in this place of like, okay, now I'm ready to allow. And it it feels so strange to go through. It's such a cycle of remembering and bringing yourself back to Um, allowance. And I would say showing up in your truth. Mm-hmm. as much as possible yeah I'd say right now those are my mm. my biggest ones I'm working on I, I almost came to a place where I have to show up in my truth or my body starts to like take it out on me oh yeah yeah, yeah. I get like it almost appears that I oh how do I, how was I gonna say this like I get ner- like I basically I guess I get nervous when I don't think of it as lying because I'm trying to but it is lying. I don't lie. Like if I'm trying to not tell the truth, I just get like really no, it's that, it's really uncomfortable. Masking. Yeah. Yeah. I like stutter and I get nervous and I'm just like uh like if I don't know what to say or how to like sometimes I even get caught up on how to deliver the truth kindly or like in mm. a in a well-received way. Mm-hmm. Um or how to not just like say the truth, You're like filtering it, filtering. Yeah, yeah, we do that a lot, don't we, as humans? And For it's sure. like, yeah, just learning how to say the truth. Yeah, um, it's so hard, and I notice it all the time in little things, like texting people back, or like my, um, I work part time in town, and my boss called me the other day and asked me if I could come in, and I, I knew, like, I had missed a call from him. And when he called me back, I knew that I would be being asked to come in on my time off. And I knew that I didn't have the mental capacity for that. But I didn't think that to myself. I was just like, uh, like I just knew that I didn't want to do it. And I like couldn't do it. And when he was asking me to come in, I was like just stuttering and kind of like really nervous and kind of froze up. And I was like, I really don't feel like I have the mental capacity for that. I just like blurted it out. And he was like, okay. And and that's something too when we learn to show up for ourselves and how to speak that for mm-hmm. ourselves, 
people rise to meet you. Like I was, I was shocked and I'm continuously shocked and all my students and clients and people that I have worked with are continuously shocked because it's hard to believe you don't think that people are going to support you in that. But when you believe in yourself and you are able to stand up for yourself and you're like, I'm doing this for my well being, mm-hmm. I'm doing this to be a kinder person. I'm doing this to be able to like with our family and friends to be able to be with you more. Like you mm-hmm. want me to take care of me, like, yes. you know? Yes. And when you are able to say that and explain that to other people, which of course takes work in and of itself people will rise to meet you there and respect your boundaries. And that's really hard to believe too if you are somebody like myself and possibly you too that didn't get boundaries as a kid. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and if you tried to change what the boundaries were, you were outcast. Right, yeah. And I think that's actually something we've learned as a society is there are certain things that are accepted and other things that are not. We want to be accepted. And so we naturally want to show up and Mm. be in the acceptable place, in the acceptable light. Like the societal boundaries and or maybe even religious and spiritual boundaries? Is that what you're speaking to? I was speaking societal, but yeah, I I mean, it all works together for sure. I think I was speaking Mm -hmm. more specifically to the boundaries even between like relationship between parent and child. Oh, for sure. Like, because especially when my parents drank, like there were absolutely no boundaries. And I Mm -hmm. remember being so uncomfortable with the way that I was played with and touched and, and things like like that as a yeah. as a kid oh yeah yeah absolutely and then also not knowing like yeah it's just boundaries not mm-hmm. knowing how to act and be with other people when you weren't taught that mm-hmm. from a young age well and it's very interesting understanding and seeing the need to through that experience and then learning how to in with the same generation that did it to you as well and seeing it you know it's not easy to place those boundaries and to be ready to defend Mm. why you're placing those boundaries as well. I think boundaries is probably one of the biggest things that I am working through and learning myself right now. Do you, can you think of anything that you like specifically feel like you're really trying to surrender to or learn, learn right now? With boundaries? No, just like boundary, like mine is boundaries. Do you have something else that comes to mind? Like I'm trying to, what's another example? Mm. What do we have? Like, Boundaries, time management, um, managing your energy. Uh, I am surrendering to growth right now. Oh, growth in general. I like that. Yeah, I am surrendering to growth. I mean, yes, in general, um, but especially just within like my own like abilities to show up even for this mm. and, um, you know, having anxiety with being recorded or being in front of a camera and those types of things and walking myself through it and still showing up. And even though I feel every single time that I have no idea what I'm doing, I know we have things to talk about and we have shit to get done. And it's like, okay, like I'm just going to keep doing it. And it's scary as hell. It's not that we feel we know any more than anybody else does. We just want to like start sharing what we are learning. And holding space for more community to come forward, to come together, to let people, to, to, we are willing and able to get vulnerable and hold this space so that other people hopefully are willing and able to also get vulnerable and start speaking their own truth. Like it really, truly, I believe it is how we are going to shape like I'm saying shift the globe and and shift our communities Mm -hmm. 
it does take a vulnerability. It takes a willingness to not be comfortable, to mm-hmm. talk about things we don't want to talk about, to possibly even take about accountability for ourselves, to say we're wrong about things, to say that we exactly can learn. that we don't that I don't understand, like to yes. be yeah exactly, and to become people that can be told that they have questions and they need to learn, to be people that can hold patience and space while others learn yes as well yes I really love that you like growth I didn't mean to just say like oh in general um (laughs) I I hear what you're saying now and I really love that perspective growth I'm just sitting with it for a second yeah for sure just having the willingness to Mm. (laughs) be vulnerable right right just saying yeah and be taught to not feel that we have everything figured out. Right, right, right. T-A-U-G-H-T. I, I don't know how you spell the other taught, but I, for a second when you said that, I was thinking, you're like, I want to be vulnerable, which is like soft and open yeah. in my mind. And then you're like, oh, oh taught, and like taught. Tight. Yeah, I'm that's like, what I was thinking. Tight, guys. <laughs> vulnerable, but taught. No, being able to be taught and called in also, too, is what it sounds like you're saying. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Just <sighs> going with spirit. Yeah, learning how to listen to your intuition and <clears throat> live with the divine and show up and define what does that even mean to you. Yeah, it's exactly. such, I'm so excited such to get... individual thing. Yeah, I'm excited to get into that conversation more in other, in other episodes. Just, like... Yeah. We have so many things to talk about, you guys. Don't worry. We have a list, too. And you're more than welcome to send us a message and be like, hey, here's an idea for a topic. Or We want to talk about what you want to hear. We really do. Yeah, definitely. So we've got our own stuff, but we are flexible. We've been picking our picking these things out of things that we have been seeing in our community right. as a necessity for like hot topics that just don't seem to be talked about enough or that we see people struggling with. So... Just so you know, we're not just, like, pulling these topics out of nowhere. Yeah, absolutely. And the conversation is not just between us. The conversation, we are hoping, gets you talking and thinking and sharing your thoughts back with us. We welcome all thoughts. We want to know where people are coming from and why they are thinking what they're thinking so that Mm -hmm. we can start, you know, understanding on our own terms what is being understood about us. (laughs) I love it. I love this opening. It really feels like we're opening a container right now. And I'm, I just, I'm really grateful and excited for that. Tupperware. (laughs) Thank you for entering our container with us. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to close out this session with a couple of other silly questions, starting with what is your favorite local place in nature, Diana? Oh, goodness. So I have Many, but I would have to say my favorite is where I married my partner. Ooh, where was that again? And that is in Anacortes. And it's a lookout, and I'm trying to remember what it's called now. But it's it's absolutely gorgeous. And you mm. can just see, you can see the valley from there. And it's yeah. just, it's a special place in my heart. Aw. For sure. Um... For me, I think that my favorite place in the valley are my friend Chloe and Nico's place. (laughs) 
Um, they have a very special property. I in the years that I didn't live in Portland, I always went to that house and hung out there, and the view is amazing. And right next to that, I have to name a couple spots. I don't know, just feel called to. Go but for it. right next to that, definitely Bayview because that's where I grew up. Oh, for sure. Um, and then, of course, there is the Samish Outlook, too, that overlooks the mm. entire valley and the sound, and those are definitely my top three valley spots. For sure. I could probably go for a top five, but I'll cut it off. <laughs> yeah, we could probably do at least a few episodes on all of our favorite places. Ooh. Yeah. That's a thought. That is a thought. That's a thought. Um, so the last one that we have written down here is for... Favorite local restaurant. I don't know if I'll be able to choose just one restaurant. Mm. Let's see. Bangkok Bistro in Burlington for Thai food. What? Where is that? For sure. Okay. Really? I don't. I don't judge me. That, no, this isn't judgment. No, I, I, just, <laughs> I for some reason thought that we had it together. So, no, it's just probably oh. my own, like, I'm just, there's no way that there's a Thai spot in the valley mm. that I don't know about. I just need a refresher. Where is this located? I think that it is behind Les Schwab, I want to say. Okay. Yes. Okay, I think I have heard of that place. I don't know if I've been there. Okay. I'm a little shocked. But this is great. This is why we need to have this part of the conversation. Right? Because we yeah. all need, including <clears throat> you listeners, we all need to help educate each other also on like where to support local mm-hmm. yeah absolutely and then mount vernon i would say Rashawadis. Mm. also thai food classic yeah oh, do you like thai food i love thai food you guys <laughs> i also love indian but yeah to be honest that's why diana and i are really friends <laughs> um it's the thai food situation oh yeah it brings us close i love thai food i could eat thai food or breakfast at any time um my Favorite local restaurants. I mean, my Thai, my go-to Thai places. First of all, Asian One for whatever reason mm-hmm. just was has always been my go-to. Sure, I absolutely love the Thai house. If I am down in Mount Vernon, mm-hmm. um, I never personally got on the Rashawadi train. Rashwadi train. I if you can't handle spicy food. You should. Oh not eat there. yeah, that was it. Yeah, that was it. it I is spicy. forgot. I forgot that was why I usually... Yeah. I think I'd be better now. Like Spoiler I could, alert. Yeah. I could probably handle their not, like, low, like, the lowest setting spice now in my life. But sure. other times, I think I wrote it off because... Even the lowest setting is probably the highest setting of most places. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's not that I don't like spicy. That. It's just that I struggle with it sometimes. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, so Asian one and Thai by Weepa, or Whippa, mm. I'm not positive how to pronounce it, um, yeah. so excuse me, um, but between those, especially since I work right next to Thai by Whippa, I, it's like I like a little, I have my favorites from each place, so I shit you not, the other night I definitely ordered one of something from each and picked up at both places. <laughs> Why did you not come over? I don't know. Next <laughs> next time I will definitely give you a ring. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Thank you so much for tuning into our episode today. If you feel called, you can hit subscribe and know as soon as the next episode drops, you can reach both Diana and I in our social media areas. 
I am on Instagram at selfcarecreature. And I am on Instagram at safepassagetarot. Yeah, with underscores, does that matter? Do they need to know that? I, yes, there is underscores between those words. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> now you know. That's a good, good thing to say. 